0: been a bad boy in my lifetime, but now I'm trying to be righteous in the Lord's eyes. episode 12 of After God's Own Heart Podcast. It's your boy e T, Erie Trills, and um, hello everyone. I know we haven't spoken with you guys in three weeks, sorry about that. I have to keep my, um, my affairs in order. Alright, cool. But hey, we're back. Um, if you haven't already, tune into episode 11, where we looked at part of our series on why is it that When we set certain goals, we don't meet them. And episode eleven looked at specifically one of the reasons why we sometimes fail to meet our goals and fail to meet our targets uh, is because sometimes we forget how God has delivered us in the past, um, which then results in us having an ego or an overconfidence or us not asking for help um, because we think that we did it in our own strength in the past and really and truly. God is the person that helped us out, and because we forget that, we try to do things of our own wisdom, and ultimately end up not reaching the promised land, uh, and the best example for that was King Asa. Um for those who haven't tuned in, if this is your first time tuning in, tune, if this is your first time tuning in, um, welcome, the whole point of this podcast is that we look at different stories and interactions of different characters in the Bible, and we look at what we can learn from them, such as the themes and their behaviours and their relationships, so that we can apply them to our modern day world and our modern day interactions with people. So, today we'll look at the final part of the series, in terms of, um, you know, why goals don't get met. And it's good because we're in March now, so we're already almost at the end of Q1, yeah? So, for today's reason, we're going to look at, is going to be around doubt and it's two parts so um, a lot of the time we don't reach our goals because we either have a lot of doubt in our abilities or we have doubt in the lord himself and what he can do Um, and you know and of course doubt doubt is you know quite a crippling kind of feeling because a lot of the time we often self-sabotage and handicap ourselves think about them guys or girls we have been in relationships and they've been in trash relationships all their life, and they finally meet that that one partner' who's treating them well instead of instead of them instead of them to enjoy and um, thank God doubt creeps and um, doubt creeps in instead and they end up self sabotaging and messing that entire relationship up. That's an example of why doubt can be very dangerous, and again a lot of the time. A lot of these things don't make us bad people. Um, we're Christians, we're born again. Um, and even if you are not born again, a lot of these things don't make you evil people. But they do get in the way of the goals. And with this being Q1, and um, you know, a lot of people setting their goals for the rest of the year. It's a good topic to to um, finish with for this particular series. Okay, cool. So the best example for this. And I've covered it before in the past. But the best example for this is Moses, believe it or not. Okay, um, so if we go to Exodus, well, so today we're gonna we're gonna look we're gonna look at Exodus chapters three and four, and I won't read all of it. Okay, um, where I'll start is I'll start with saying, you know what? I'm just gonna read. I'm gonna just read Exodus chapter four instead of Exodus 3 because Exodus 3 doesn't really have it so in Exodus chapter 4 verse 1 it says and Moses answered but behold they will not believe me or listen to and obey my voice for they will say the Lord has not appeared to you and verse 2 says and the Lord said to him what is that in your hand and he said a rod and in verse 3 goes and then the Lord said cast it on the ground And he did so, and it became a serpent, the symbol of royal and divine power, worn on the crown of the pharaohs, and then Moses fled from before it. And the verse 4 says, And the Lord said to Moses, Put forth your hand and take it by the tail. And he stretched out his hand and caught it, and it became a rod in his hand. And verse 5 says, This you shall do, said the Lord. That the elders may believe that the Lord, the God of their fathers, of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob, has indeed appeared to you. Okay? And then in verse 6 it says, The Lord said, the, the Lord said also to him, Put your hand into, into your bosom, or pocket I believe. He put his hand into his bosom, and when he took it out, behold, his hand was leprous, as white as snow. And Verse 7 says, God said, put your hand into your bosom. So he put his hand back into his bosom. And when he took it out, behold, it was restored as the rest of his flesh. Okay? And then, cool. So, just for context quickly, God has appeared to Moses, you know, the burning bush. We know the story of the burning bush, where Moses is near the mountain of God. And God appears to him in the burning bush, telling him how he's heard the of the israelites and how they've been badly treated by the egyptians and god tells moses he's going to use him as a vessel to get the israelites out of egypt and ultimately into the promised land the land he swore to abraham isaac and jacob okay and god is here saying that he wants moses to go and speak to the elders of the israelites to tell them that god has spoken to him and god has heard their prayers and that god is going to deliver them Okay? okay so that's for context alright, and here comes comes the nice part, yeah, so so basically, um, and before we get to the nice part, of course everything's nice in the Bible, but you get what I'm saying, Um, some parts are more sexy than others, so before we get to that part, um, you will see that God tells Moses two miracles quickly, because Moses already says, um, you know, verse 1 it says, behold, you know, they will not listen to me or obey my voice, so that's already one Moses is doubting already, yeah, he's met, I mean, he's met, he's met a burning bush that's got fire in it, I mean, if I saw that, that'd be enough for me to believe, he's met a burning bush which isn't, which isn't being consumed by the fire, the fire is just there chilling, right, and God's told him to tell the Israelites that God's going to speak to them, and Moses already says, but behold, what if they don't listen to me or believe me, right, and of course God indulges him and, and gives him two miracles to perform to the Israelites. Um one, the rod turned into a snake, and two, his hand um being healed and not healed and his hand being sick and not sick. I mean, if I saw the first miracle, if you know, if I threw if someone if a bush was talking to me, a burning bush was talking to me and it told me to put my um my cane or my or my iPhone 12 Pro Max onto the floor and it turned into a snake. That would be enough for me to believe anything else that bush says. But this Moses brother still doubts God. Right? If you look at, so you know, in terms of the juicy part, verse 10 says, And Moses said to the Lord, O Lord, I am not eloquent or man of words. neither before, nor since you have spoken to your servant, for I am slow of speech and have a heavy and awkward tongue. And then the Lord said to him, Who has made man's mouth? Who makes the dumb or the deaf or the seeing or the blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now therefore go, and I will be with your mouth, and I will teach you what you shall say. Okay? And Moses doesn't agree to the Lord doesn't agree with the Lord right then either. So again he's seen all those miracles. God has told him, Listen, I want I want you to be the man that gets the Israelites out of Egypt. But Moses keeps coming up, coming up with different excuses. He keeps coming up with why he's not good enough to reach the goal that God has set in him. Why the goal is unattainable. Why you know, you know, different kind of excuses. And you know, we you know we're quite similar in that regard. Where sometimes we may see think a goal is unattainable or it's too much, or even when it is achievable, sometimes we see it and we panic and we have doubt. We let the doubt creep in, and then as a result, we get p- paralyzed before we even start. And then. In verse 13, so after God has said to Moses, I will be of your mouth and I will teach you what to say, verse 13 says, And Moses said, Oh Lord, my Lord, oh, oh my Lord, I pray you, send by the hand of someone else, essentially. So in verse 13, basically, God said, Moses says to, um, to God, Please just send someone else to do it. So God has said to him, I will teach you what you should say. Yeah. God God has said to him, After all, I'm the man that creates mouths, so if I want you to speak properly, he can speak properly. Right? Um But no, Moses insists on God sending someone else. Now in the end what we see happen is that um Moses we see that God indulges Moses and then it says in verse fourteen, Then the anger of the Lord blazed against Moses. He said, Is there not Aaron your brother, the Levite? I know he can speak well also he's coming out to meet you and when he sees you he'll be overjoyed you must speak to him and put the words in his mouth and i will be with your mouth with his mouth and will teach you what he shall do he shall speak for you to the people acting as a mouthpiece for you and he shall be as a god to him right so what we've seen in chapter four is god originally had a complete assignment for moses and because a lot of a lot of doubt with moses and because he Thought he wasn't good enough because he doubted his abilities and also doubted God, he ended up sharing some of the responsibilities with Aaron. Now, of course, ultimately Moses reached that goal in terms of well, in terms of you know making you know getting the Israelites in the promised land. I mean, he did step foot in the promised land, but um you know he he really he was really instrumental in getting them to um get to the promised land. Um We see that. He didn't fulfill his entire calling because he was the one that was supposed to talk to the elders and not Aaron. And as a result of him having a lot of doubt and not having um, trust in himself and in the Lord, what happened was that he shared that anointing with Aaron instead and ultimately um, didn't reach the goal in the way that God had originally planned. Okay? Um, you now, Moses is great. You know, proper man, you know, read and wrote a lot of the Old Testament. Uh, But imagine what else God had planned for him, but because of his doubt, um, he wasn't able to fulfill it. Now, if you notice, Moses didn't lie. So, you know, a lot of the time we have excuses, right? Moses didn't lie. Maybe he couldn't speak. Maybe he, you know, maybe he used to talk sideways. You know, he says, he's not, you know, he says here, I am not eloquent or man of words, right? And his slow speech and a heavy and awkward tongue. Man said, he, you know, he's talking, you know, he's a waffler. He's basically calling himself a waffler, right? Um, And even God acknowledges him and says, you know, I know Aaron, your brother can speak well. Okay? Now, God never said to Moses, you're lying, you can speak well. God said, who made man's mouth? So, yeah, sometimes, yes, we do have our affirmities and we do have um some weaknesses in us right but if god has called you to achieve a goal and a plan he's doing that in spite of your weaknesses right um you know if god has told you this is what you have to do this year he's 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 not going to give you a goal that you can't achieve okay so that's just something to bear in mind um yeah sometimes you are flawed sometimes you're not good enough right um God is saying, well, sometimes the world will say you're not good enough, but God is saying, yeah, you are. So let's go for it. Um, Another example of this is in Matthew 13. And I won't read the entire chapter. Um, So Matthew 13, verse 54, this is about Jesus. It says, And coming to his own country, Nazareth, he taught in a synagogue, so that they were amazed with bewildered wonder and said where did this man get this wisdom and these miraculous powers is not this the carpenter's son is not his mother called mary Are not his brothers james and joseph and simon and judas and do not all his sisters live here among us where then did this man get all all of his powers and the verse 57 says and they took offense at him they were repelled and hindered from acknowledging his authority, and caused to stumble. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honour, except in his own country and in his own house. And in verse 58, the sexy part, it says, And he did not do many works of power there, because of their unbelief, their lack of faith in the divine mission of Jesus. Uh, another translation says, um, and he could not do a lot of miracles there because of the unbelief. So here in, in Nazareth, in in Jesus's home country, he can't do a lot of miracles there because it's been stopped by the unbelief. So even though he's willing to do a lot of miracles, because of their doubt and their unbelief, he's not able to do the miracles. Uh, you know, for you know, in terms of takeaways for you guys. Maybe you're not reaching your goals because you're, you're not believing you can get them in the first place. Maybe you're not reaching your goals because you, you believe you don't believe you can attain them in the first place. That you don't think that you know it's actually achievable. And maybe you're already self-sabotaging yourself in that regard. And then what happens is, because you don't think you're going to get it, you don't put enough effort to get it. And then you don't get it because you haven't put enough effort. And that's a vicious cycle that you've now started to create. Where really and truly, if you put, if you believe you'd get it, you'd put the effort to get it and act accordingly. It's like me saying I want to go to the gym and bench 250kg. Right? Obviously, I won't disclose I bench in a moment. But if I don't go to the gym, then I'm never going to reach a 250kg. And so the reason why I didn't reach 250kg isn't because I wasn't good enough to reach 250kg. It's because I let doubt creep in and therefore didn't do the enough required work to get a 250 kg in the first place so for some real context also for some real example, real life examples imagine that job that god's telling you to apply for but you've disqualified yourself before even attempting to apply because you've disqualified yourself and not, not even attempted and not even attempted to apply you have also limited what god can do for you in that area because you haven't applied so you're going to get that job now, of course, God in His infinite mercy can allow headhunters and so to get to you and reach you out, reach out to you. But you get the gist, um, right? Now, if you have that doubt, how, but what are the ways of what are the ways of um, building up that faith to get rid of that kind of doubt? Um, one, look at your look at your look at yourself. I mean, your quality, your good skills, you're sensible enough to listen to this podcast after all, right? So you have got some kind of sense. Um, but all jokes aside take time to assess how you got to where you are now and um, you know try to realize how God has gotten you there and give thanks and you and, and and ultimately use that as a foundation of where God can break through for you in the future so sometimes when I struggle with doubt or when I have um, when I get consumed by fear I tend to look back at what God has done for me in the past and how he's given me breakthrough. And I use that as a platform to say, if God can bring me through the storm in this occasion, he can definitely bring me through the storm in this future occasion. And again, ultimately, you know, God likes to work with you in partnership. So ensure you are doing the best and then allow God to do the rest. Yeah, so those are my quick thoughts on how sometimes we we um, can allow doubt to prevent us from reaching our goals and reaching our targets that we set for the year. Again, very important, right? It's okay to acknowledge where you, you are lacking and where you're flawed or where, you have, or where you're not as talented as someone else or as, or as talented as you want to be, right? But then, you then have two choices. Do you, you then have two choices. Do you, um, you know, do you wallow in pity and not do anything because of that? Or do you still say, God can help me in spite of my flaws? Okay, so... That's my, you know, again, you don't have to do a big bang. Take every day that comes. Start small. So if if I'm trying to get to 250kg, let me add 10kg every two weeks. Something like that. Okay, and then before you know it, I've got 250kg and I'm walking around with a serious chest. Alright, cool. So those are my thoughts as to why we don't reach our goals. And, you know, how doubt and doubting our abilities and doubting God can prevent us from achieving what we've planned the year what do you think do you agree or disagree um if you've got any thoughts message the podcast at after god's own pod on soundcloud itunes spotify twitter instagram am i missing something i don't let's find out um follow me on Instagram at ira.ae, which is e a e And follow my Twitter at I-R-E-L-I-W-A, which is I-R-E-Y-L-I-W-A. I've got a Clubhouse talk coming soon, but let me know your thoughts. Uh, leave a review, subscribe and share with a friend. Thanks for tuning in and see you next week.